Hey everybody, this is Reed. Just a quick note before the show gets started. Our guest Adam had a few internet problems during the recording, so he may drop in and out during the show. And while I tried to edit some of these things, we thought collectively that it was still kind of entertaining for that to happen, so a lot of them are still left in. So I hope you enjoy that. And oh, one more thing, an announcement I forgot to mention. Head on over to r slash fantasy MLS if you're bored because there's no fantasy going on and check out the 2016 MLS fantasy midseason MVP voting that's going on right now. It's a poll started by Older Goaler, so go there and vote and let's have some fun during Copa America. Enjoy this episode. Thanks. We have not anticipated fans taking the entire can and upending it. Guys, I'm going to make you set down your teacups and take your pinky fingers and put them back into the fist that they need to be in because this has gotten far too cordial. My plan is to cry a lot and then no, I'm actually going to do well. Who am I kidding? I'm great. Thankfully, the Red Bulls decided to score some points. I personally am not trying to be a homer or anything, but uh, Joe Rallis. Portland shouldn't be on the playoffs this year because they can't get their act together. 11 mils sitting on your bench, just sitting there when you could invest it into any other position. Hello and welcome to the MLS Fantasy Insider Podcast. With no games for the next two weeks, some may have thought that we would be taking a little break. But not so. Instead, we put together a special bonus for episode 18. Hey, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. What, what's going on here? That's, that's my line. Get back there, get back there. You've been dethroned. No, no, no. Get, get back there, peanut gallery. Uh, hello, I'm your host, Reed Connolly, from MLS Fantasy Boss. And tonight, I'm joined by my usual line of, of co-hosts. Uh, we have Jason Wiskovich and Mr. Guy Sanchez. Uh, unfortunately, Simon could not be with us tonight because he is moving. So, congrats, man, on getting out of your parents' house. Uh, good oh, job. Cold blood. <laughs> and hey, he's number one overall in the rankings. We could, he can take a little bit of that. Uh, and then Travis could not join us as well because I think he's off on a vacation, trying to to get away from some of of the the weather that's been going on in Texas. So, uh, we're sorry you both couldn't be here. We we hope that you enjoy the time off that you have. But I'd also like to welcome our very special guest for tonight. So all the way from over in Europe, we have Adam Alcock from Fantasy Football 24-7. So what's up, fellas? How are you guys doing? Doing good. Hello, friends. Hello. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just wondering how long that was going to happen. So if, if you guys don't know... Um, Adam and Fantasy Football 24-7 have been uh, getting involved with more Major League Soccer for, I guess, the past couple of seasons, and Guy is sort of a bridge that we have. So we thought it would be fun for them to participate in the MLS Fantasy Insider Hosts head-to-head league this year, and they've been doing pretty well. And so we thought with the break, like Jason was saying, that we just have this special episode to entertain everyone during Copa America and have Fantasy Football 24-7 join us just for a little chat. So, so Adam, people have gotten to know us and our backgrounds over the past episodes that we've done. So I wanted to start by just giving you a chance to let everyone know a little bit more about you and just about Fantasy Football 24-7, its history in general. Hi, Reed. Hi, uh, Guy. Hi, Jay. Uh, thanks, for, th- thanks for the invite on here tonight. Um, my background in fantasy football, I've been playing fantasy football for about 10 years. Um, about four years ago, I started getting uh, involved in a site called Fantasy Football Cheat, uh, which was one of the original uh, fantasy football sites over here in the UK. One season, I did particularly well on FBL and managed to get an invite on to uh, an interview for an article for them, uh, which basically turned into me 
um, ended up doing articles for them. Uh, unfortunately, a couple of weeks into that, the, the site actually folded. Um, so we had to, as writers, we had to go and find somewhere else to go. So we actually started our own website about three years ago. Uh, and that was that's where Fantasy Football 24-7 came from, basically. So yeah, I've been playing about 10 years. I've been playing MLS for approximately three seasons now. Um, we started uh, doing it properly about two years ago. Um, we, we dabbled with it for the first season. Really liked it. Um, and then we started featuring it on the, on, on the actual site last year with the help of Guy, thankfully. Very good. So what kind of interest have you seen in the fantasy side, at least in England? Um, it's picked up slightly. It picked up slightly because of the exposure with the likes of Gerard and Lampard, um, etc. Going over there, uh, obviously Sky picked it up last season. Um, they've started showing a game on a Sunday night when you guys can be bothered to kick it off, um, which, is <laughs> <laughs> which is really odd. I think we may have lost lost Adam for a second. Oh, that's not good. Uh, we can we can edit these things. I'll be able to. Do oh, I think he's back. Are you back? I'm back. Sorry, I got kicked off. Uh, so you were saying that there was some some trouble with uh, the start times that MLS has. Yeah, it's it, it, it's just odd that the sky starts showing it. It's, it the, the kickoff time is ten o'clock, and then, I mean last I don't know what it is this season. It seems to have changed this season. Uh, it seems to have got a lot worse. I know it's a it, it's a big bugbear for guy in particular. Um, <laughs> But it's it's a bit odd that Sky say it's going to start at ten o'clock and then suddenly it doesn't start at ten o'clock and start at half ten and doesn't start and we kick off a quarter to eleven. It's it's really odd. But um, yeah, I've started watching it anyway um, <laughs> when they eventually kick away. You know, I, I think actually one of the games that started the closest to when it was supposed to was the New York Derby, which got delayed because of the FA Cup final, and then they said, oh, it's going to start 30 minutes later, and it started pretty much on time with the rescheduled time, so obviously <laughs> they're able to start on time, but <laughs> yeah, that's, I can see how that would be a confusion. Well, well, we'll chat some more about some of these differences uh, a little bit later, but I wanted to get uh, your take, and Guy, you and Jason as well, uh, just do a little bit of a chance for a season review so far. So as as we all know, MLS is just full of interesting events. Uh, we have sporadic injuries such as, oh, wait a minute, uh, Gerard's injured during practice. Oh, sorry, no, not going to appear for you in, in round 13. Or, or, oh, sorry, Diaz doesn't play on turf. There's there's that, by the way, just, just in case you were wondering, roster rotations, uh, especially for you, Adam, the bye weeks that, that we have. Um, and as of late, the occasional game played in crazy weather. So we, we're a little bit over a third of the way through the season. I just want to know what your guys' general take is about this season so far, both from a soccer point of view and a fantasy perspective. And let's just kick it off with you, Guy. Okay. Um, I think oh, this has probably been the worst season I've ever had to watch with MLS. Like, <laughs> It's just been... It's a lot of things where they're trying to attract a bigger name um, to fill out some rosters, and I think we kind of it kind of had this epiphany where, you know, with the Gerard thing not playing and Lampard being coming in slowly, and you know, there was that game where Pirlo and Villa were rested at the beginning of a game. Um, these DPS that these teams get, I mean, those should be the guys that you absolutely have to play at all times, like. For the paying fan, not even just for the you know the fantasy player, but if you're just a, a regular fan, you need to see the best players playing 
week in and week out. And I'm I'm sorry, but we don't have nearly as many cups and uh, different competitions over here as they do over in Europe. So this whole two two games in a week thing being too much for certain players is is just absolute garbage. And I think as it translates to fantasy, where I have a problem with it is too much of the formula for having a successful team is is luck now because you don't have the the advanced knowledge of who's really going to play, who's not going to play. You don't really know, you know, is this guy going to be benched or is he going to actually play? I mean, it, if you give us a fair shake and let us make a, an honest mistake, that's one thing. But if you just set your lineup and you have no idea who's going to be actually participating, that's that's my big draw from this year. What about you, Jason? Yeah, I mean, my my thoughts for this year is, um, from a soccer point of view, is I know we're about a third way through, but Philadelphia in first place with 23 points, uh, considering they were one of the worst teams last year um, in the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference, Colorado, I mean, tied for first place with FC Dallas and 28 points. You know, I, I can do nothing but tip my hat to them. Uh, we all thought that they were a joke last year. We thought coming into this year, especially losing Irwin and uh, I'm sorry, Irwin and Moore. Uh, I mean, they've had the best defense home and I'm assuming away. Uh, and uh, that's, uh, that's pretty cool. But, uh, you know, to echo Guy's point, you know, if you're getting paid DP money and you're sitting on the bench or getting injured, uh, that's not what people want to see. I mean, I know MLS ticket prices aren't that expensive, but, you know, people are coming – and uh, want to see Villa and Lampard and Pirlo and Keane, Dos Santos, uh, you know, the list goes on, Gio, Kaká, and when these players are rested um, or not playing, it's why am I going to spend money? Why am I going to follow something that's not, uh, you know, why am I going to follow a sport or a team that is resting all these players? So it kind of sucks for the brand and, um, you know, for the future hopes of growing it. Um, but you know, it's, it's still early in the season for fantasy wise. Um, I'm, I'm excited for the rest of the season. I just hope that, uh, you know, there's not a lot, a lot of, uh, injuries and rotation because otherwise it's going to suck. And I think it's going to really, uh, drive a lot of people away. If not, if it already hasn't. What's your Adam, what's your take? I uh, just echo guys to be honest. It's just, it's just the injury news that, that really annoys people over here. I think because we have so much info, we get the press conference on Friday. We we pretty much know he's going to play and he's not going to play. He hasn't got a clue over there. Gerard last week was a perfect example. Um, you know, it, it, I, I don't know. I, I know you guys have set up the the injury the the, the injury Twitter feed, um, and hopefully that'll that'll kind of solve the problem a little bit, but. From a fancy point of view, you just said you you really haven't got a clue. Guy was talking on his article last week about taking a zero or a minus four, and he was totally right. It, it was it was just like you, you haven't got a clue who's going to play. That's 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 the most annoying thing from our point of view, really. Yeah, and I was one of the ones who who went in with with Gerard last week, and I had seen some people talking about okay. on MLS boards about Alonzo over at Seattle, saying he's also a consistent player. Why not go with him and just the unpredictability of Seattle, I was like, hey, well, you know, uh, maybe he'll have an okay game, five or six points, whatever, but uh, Gerard has such a better potential, especially with big stars missing, to just have a great game, and then Alonso has a 12-point game, and Gerard doesn't even show up, and it's just, uh, what's happening? What's going on? 
I, I saw that on, on the day after. I don't see most of this until the morning after I wake up because games happen during the night for me. Um, but I, I, to be honest, I wasn't even annoyed about it. I just shrugged. I just went, yeah, fine. That's that's that, that's regular. That's what happens every week. You just got to take a chance with it. It was funny because I was reading the the uh, the MLS article and I saw a lot of that and then it was just funny the the one week that you know oh hey just go with Gerard he has a more consistent floor and ceiling Gerard gets benched and Alonso goes off but the thing about the injury news is I wish that they I mean we've we've said this all season this year and last year that I wish that they would just be transparent about the injuries I understand that you know you, you don't want to give another team a leg up but if you're trying to grow this brand and the sport and fantasy as well. I think that it needs to be a little more user friendly. It need, uh, you need to get the community involved. Where in the EPL, you know, every Friday they have the press conference. Every single team, every single manager talks about you know injuries. Who's you know who's probably going to play, who's not, and it gives you a very good indicator of who's going to start. If they did something like that here and they started the games on time, I could see this taking off. You know, uh, globally. I think that's the goal. You know, part of me wonders just from the game side, the non-fantasy side, if this is the year of the underdogs. I mean, we've got Colorado and Philadelphia doing so well right now in, in MLS, and then we had Leicester doing, winning it all over with EPL. So is, is this going to be the year where the underdogs survive, or do we think teams like Colorado can survive just based on their sheer defensive abilities alone? Well, with Tim no, Howard, when Tim Howard gets there. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I know he wasn't. He wasn't looked at the solution for Everton, though. No, no, that's what I'm saying. It, they, the one part of Colorado's game they don't need any any tinkering with is not going to be completely blown up when Tim Howard gets there, and they they're going to shoot themselves in the foot. So don't don't worry about Colorado long long distance. <laughs> well, I mean, I, just leave it the way it is. It's perfect the way it is. Nobody can score on them regularly. Just don't touch it. But well, they I, will. They'll touch it. Unfortunately, I think that you know they they made this move with Timmy before before uh, McMath and their defense was doing so well. Didn't they announce this in the beginning of the season before Colorado even started playing? I think it was more of a backup for Irwin. And now that they're doing so good, I don't think that they're very happy about investing all that money in Tim. Uh, I don't think it was necessarily announced, but it was very heavily rumored at the beginning of the year. Yeah. So I, I think it was all all but announced at, at that time. So that's how that went. Okay. Well, yes. Nice review. I think we're all in in sync there. Um, I just I just can't imagine what would happen in in England if some of the stuff that happened over here <laughs> was regularly occurring in the EPL. I think there would be there would be riots in the street. More horses would get punched. Um, I think. <laughs> That's what would happen. So since since we have you here, Adam, something I wanted to to talk about, and, and this is something that we brought up from time to time, and it's just fantasy MLS versus fantasy Premier League. And, and of course, for anyone listening, I, I don't mean which one's better um, because I know all of us are going to bring our little biases to that as far as what we think is better. But um, instead, I'd like to touch on what each version of the game uh, brings to to the fans, because they're run by the same company. And so, since you've played with both, I know Guy's done both, I dabble with EPL, but 
I'm much more invested in MLS now, so I can't speak to all of it. I just want to know, what do you think each system, and everyone can chime in, Each, what does each game do well, and then what do we think MLS particularly could do with their fantasy game to help increase its popularity? I'll go first, though. Yeah, go ahead. I'll go first. Okay, so I, I love FPL much more than I love FMLS, but um, I, think, I think what the, the, the MLS has is, is all the things we mentioned that were far, you know, kind of the detractors, um, is there is that randomness to MLS that you don't get with uh, FPL. So there, it is kind of like this really complicated jigsaw puzzle that you need a couple of lucky dice rolls to complete. But I think, you know, the FPL model, um, it's just... It works, you know. If if you just had the you know the, the the regular setup with the captain and the vice captain, and you just just lock the rosters if you're going to lock the rosters, so that you had everybody playing by the same set of rules, no switcheroo, caparoo, crap, or whatever it is. It, it's just it, it needs to be normalized, and it needs to stop trying to reinvent the wheel because there's already a successful system of fantasy football out there that doesn't need a complete overhaul or an evil twin. It just needs to, <laughs> it just needs to fall in line and be what it is. That's what I think. Yeah, I agree with that. I think... Sorry, sorry, Jay. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I, I, the fantasy premier league system has been so user friendly. Uh, the drag and drops, the uh, just, you know, captain, vice captain, you lock your lineups, but I think that the fantasy major league soccer, they're they're just trying to add their own flavor and their own spice to it, so they're doing you know things differently. So there's no vice captain. You can bring in a switcheroo, but also though it it's it's a little difficult for me because I feel I feel that you can see that you know obviously the Premier League and uh, fantasy Premier League is so successful, but they have you know on I think on average three million plus users. We struggle to get thirty thousand users and. I don't know if that's just you know the popularity of the sport here in the U.S. versus um, across the pond or across the world, I should say. But I just think that, and, and I've said this since the beginning of us doing this podcast a couple years ago, they just need to kind of copy and paste what FPL is doing and then maybe throw in a little bit of their own flavor. Like FPL this year did the, did the chips or, or the french fries, what we like to call them here in the U.S. <laughs> um, that was a cool little thing. I, I wasn't you know a huge fan of it, but hey, it added a little bit of spice to the game. That was cool. But I think that FMLS just needs to kind of copy and paste what they're doing, replicate the system, and then just see how it goes. Don't actually think the difference between the 3.7 million and the 30,000 is anything to do with the game itself, the setup of the game. We actually like the setup of MLS better over here in general um, as a game. I've heard the vice captain mentioned that's probably more personal than it is here. Keep bearing in mind that players obviously suddenly don't turn up, etc. The amount of times I had to use my vice captain last season, I can't even think. I, I, maybe once or twice. We actually like the bonus points better, the way you do it. Um, that gives a higher ceiling in terms of points for the players. It, it seems to make more sense with the bonus point system that we have is a player gets rewarded for doing their job and so they get bonus points based on that and so that's that's always been something I've I've 
loved about about our system. But but go ahead. You were saying, Adam. Reed, I'm sorry, mate. I dropped off completely. I didn't get any of what you just said. Oh, sorry. That's fine. Uh, so for those of you listening, Adam's connection's a little in and out. Uh, I was just just echoing how uh, the bonus point system. I've always really enjoyed that because it it really helps reward a player for performing their job, not just scoring or or assisting. But you're a great defender. We're going to give you points for being a great defender. Yeah. Well, we basically award three, two, and one points, and that's it. We uh, we've got a WhatsApp chat over here for MLS, and um, I can. I, Pretty much say everybody is in agreement on it that actually if we had your bonus point system, our game would be miles better. We, we, we you know, we want to see people getting awarded for doing good things as opposed to just the three, two, and one. It's just the ceiling on your point on, on your player. If you can pick a player, and you think you might. Your guys can potentially get 15, 20 points a week. Our guys are even if they score, probably eight top. Yeah, but there's also like you know the aspect that like one thing that I don't like is a secondary assist. You know, like. That's I, yeah, <laughs> preach yeah. it. Preach it. Yeah, like I just don't like like that's the one stat that I wish they would take out of fantasy major league soccer. Other yeah. than that, I I do like our bonus point system, but w- what I was referring to was kind of because we had the whole drag and drop I believe a couple years ago, and I I think they tried to optimize that for the mobile usage, so people just on their phones and things like that, but. Um, I, I think it'd be cool to even do something like maybe keep our bonus system, but then hey, as the uh, you know EPL or the FPL has uh, the top three defensive players of the game get one, two, and three bonus points. Hey, why not just make it an all-out free-for-all and just add that into the game too? Let's 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 get a defender with 33 points a game. Why the hell not? <laughs> oh, you're doing crazy. Well, since we're talking about some of these differences, Adam. What do you feel, and this has been a hot topic I know for the last couple of seasons, about the way that we do value changes with our players? I've never seen a problem with it. Um, it's, it's, I've been playing it for three years now. I've never really seen that as a major problem at all. Um, I've heard it discussed on here quite a lot. Um, I, I, it, it just doesn't come into the consideration, in all honesty. Just roll with it. You see, guys, this is this is what you have to do to be successful at fantasy. You just roll with it the way it is. <laughs> do you have a preference? Do you prefer that stock market system, though, versus just the straightforward, this is how a player changes? Uh, honestly, don't really. It, it honestly doesn't bother me. I, either one doesn't bother me. The, 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 it, it is what it is. You just, as you say, you just play it. So... I know, at least for me, and I know you, you, Guy, and Jake can, can echo in here as well. It's just so much easier for me, and I'll be honest, it's it's easier to not have to worry and to watch about the transfers and have to factor that into planning uh, in my mind, and, and I don't miss the days of having to be up early in the morning to try to exactly transfers in and out <laughs> to, to know who's yeah. going to go, because um, I know we don't have as many sites over here that watch that to try to gauge those changes as they have available for <laughs> Premier League. Exactly. We, yeah. we we generally over here, well per- personally I don't make a transfer until very very near the deadline in either game and I, I generally ignore price rises so it really doesn't even come into the equation either way. Yeah, it's for me for, for for me with the FPL I always just keep an eye on I think it's like fplstatistics.com or something like that where it shows your transfers in transfers out price rises and things like that but was it? Uh, I think it was two years ago or three years ago. Um, we we always there's this guy, a uh, Green Line Army, that used to run the same type of formula, and then he would he would put out at like four in the morning. Hey, this is the price rises, so 
we'd have to check it and I'd have an alarm set to see who I would transfer in, transfer out. And uh, I wasn't too big on, on this new change, but now that I'm in the second year of it, I actually like it better because you're essentially awarding a price rise on a player doing well or dropping the price if a player doesn't do well. And I prefer that now over, the, like you said, read the stock market uh, price changes. And since we're talking about uh, some of these strategy things, I think it's a good time to go on. Uh, so last year, you guys did pretty well. What Did you finish in the top five last year with the 24-7 team? Top ten at uh, least. Second we finished. And we oh, should Top five, definitely top five. Uh, this year, I know you guys. <laughs> this year, I know you guys are in the top ten. I think you're ninth right now overall. Uh, and of course, I'll go ahead and mention again our very own Simon. Simon Thwaites is number one overall uh, by almost mm-hmm. ten points. I think maybe a little bit more, but he he has a pretty pretty good lead. Um, but you guys are doing great, and that's awesome to see. So. I'm sure some people would enjoy hearing if you could share just some of the general strategies that you all use when when making your trades. And I guess also, is it is it just one person who's running the team, or I know you all have a community team with with 24/7 as well for FPL. Do you guys use that sort of model, or how do you no, guys run we, that team? The community team that you see is is actually run literally by the website community. Um, there's somebody else that runs that. He does a vote on it every week. Um, and either the people on the website or people on Twitter vote on that and they end up with a team. Um, we run a website team, which we publish an article on every week, and there's about five of us that discuss that to the nth degree all week. And then <laughs> ridiculous. Um, and actually, because of that, that's where we ended up with this MLS strategy, which is probably, it probably flies in the face of everything that you should do right in terms of planning for a fantasy team. Because basically Mito and myself pick that team every week, mm-hmm. but we do it about 10 minutes before the deadline. And we, don't, <laughs> we literally don't discuss that team all week until 10 minutes before the deadline. And even then we don't discuss it. It's just, are you available? Are you available? Do you want to do it? Do you want to do it? Yeah, okay. And then one of us just jumped on, does a couple of transfers and does it. It's a bit odd. Really, <laughs> oh, that's that's awesome. Uh, so I think we've lost Adam for a second again there, but that's uh, that's that's really crazy <laughs> that there's just so much. Uh, I think we dropped you for a second there, Adam. So you guys just oh, yeah. do it kind of haphazardly. <laughs> it's not haphazard as such. I think me <laughs> too and I both basically we we get to that ten minutes before the deadline, and we're both probably armed with the same amount of information in terms of we both listen to the podcast. We've both read Guy's article. We've probably read a lot of other articles around the site. We literally haven't discussed it all week. It really is. Um, it, it, it shouldn't work. It shouldn't work, but it's just... It's <laughs> lucky that, that, that kind of plays into the randomness element that you were mentioning earlier, Guy. Oh, yeah. There's there's definitely a bit of luck involved in, uh, in forming a successful MLS fantasy team. I think when we created that team, we, I don't know what we did with it. We just... We sprinkle a little bit of lucky dust on it because it just, it, it, it just works. Whatever we do works. Perfect example, Pedro, Pedro Morales the other week. Mito did the team that week. He meant to put Morales in his own team. He messaged me about 10 minutes after deadline. Sorry, a couple of minutes after deadline to say, I'm really sorry, I put him in our team instead. Three minutes into the game, he got on a sit. 
<laughs> yeah, that, that was the week you guys. Well, that pretty much sums up that team to a T. That's it. Yeah, yeah, that was the week you guys played me. Thanks for bringing it up. Are we going to start this already? <laughs> not quite, not quite. I, I think we'll go ahead and just maybe just mention the Laren player as well. That was that was also an excellent transfer when most people oh. were looking at Kaká, who ended up just playing one game, going to Brazil, and then getting injured and coming back. So there we go. Uh, again, that storms it up. Assist in the last minute wins us a head-to-head. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is nice. That's actually... Two so, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you had mentioned some of the resources, and I know that that of course we're, we're all hoping that you guys do listen to our podcast, which we know you you do, um, and to help make informed decisions. Uh, but what other sources could you recommend to people that that you guys frequently turn to, or since you guys don't get to always watch the games, what are some of the stats that you're looking at when, if if you're looking at them when when you're trying to make decisions? <laughs> no, as I said, we turn up the game kind of slightly armed with some uh, info. But I mean, for my, I can only speak personally. From my point of view, I listen to the podcast on Wednesday morning. That's my commute to work on a Wednesday morning. I've said that to Guy before. That is, that I listen to that every week. Um, I read Guy's article on our website. I go through a little bit of Twitter, other than reading articles either on your site. I've lost Adam for a second. So just so you guys know why Adam's coming in and out is his, his connection in England has been spotty, and they're working on it right now. So that, that's why Adam popped in and out, but it's okay. Don't worry. So you were saying? Yeah, basically, I listen to the, I listen to the podcast. I read Guy's article. I go around Twitter a little bit. I read the articles on Boss, and I read the articles on the MLS site itself. Other than that, that's it. From a personal point of view, pretty easy. There, there's not as many. Uh, how many sites would you guess provide information from uh, for fantasy EPL? Oh, hundreds. No, it's exploded on uh, EPL's exploded because of Twitter. Um, you could go on all week. There's probably about five or six main sites that people go to every week, uh, and then there's a hundred different bloggers that just post on Twitter and say I've done an article, but they're not regular. Um, but yeah. for you guys. It's a tighter, it's a tight circle for sure. Yeah, I think uh, I don't think we need to name names right now, but are, there are definitely uh, several Twitter accounts that that we do tend to find regularly that are interested in starting new content for for MLS all the time. Uh, <laughs> but they're definitely not regular. Hundreds of thousands every <laughs> day. Okay, well, well, this is the point I think Jay's been waiting for, and, and Adam, you and Jay are welcome to to have some banter back and forth here. But, <laughs> but this year, um, we tried to engage more with our head-to-head league with uh, MLS Fantasy Insider, and I, I think this is really where a lot of the fun can happen, and I think there's some potential growth here in the game for MLS is this head-to-head section where you can uh, engage more with your friends or engage more with just people you meet from from around the world or, or the internet and the various communities. And, and that's where I think some fun is. You're not just playing the faceless millions, thousands, faceless thousands who are, are in the overall table, but you're going against your buddies. You may have side bets going on. So if you've not waited this long in the normal podcast to get to our community section, we have our head-to-head league, and Fantasy Football 24-7 is killing it. They're dominating, to put it bluntly, in our league. So I think you guys... Did you guys beat Mike That Tiger this week, Adam? Uh, yes, we did. He was, he was one of our better hopes to 
didn't get a win uh, for a while. I know I dropped the ball miserably. Um, Travis did very well until till that last-minute Laren assist. Uh, but I know, Jay, you have some uh, thoughts on this matter, so I'll just turn it over to you. Yes, yes, I do. I have uh, a, pl- a, pl- a plethora of thoughts. Um, no, as you know, every single week I just trash talk all the boys over at Fantasy Football 24/7, and it's a blast. Let me tell you. Um, but uh, th- unfortunately, there's not much I can say. Being uh, tied for eighth place to four-way tie from fifth to eighth uh, with 21 points, seven wins, and uh, six losses, and Fantasy football 24-7 just, you know, kind of looking down at me uh, with 12 wins, one loss, and 36 points. Um, you know, you guys are going to need a bigger telescope to, to, to look down at me. But, um, <laughs> no, but it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a blast. Uh, I, I can't wait till we play you guys again. Maybe we can put up, like, hey, you know, the winner has or – the, or the loser has to – like we have to either send you guys like a, a t-shirt or a pint glass or vice versa, something <laughs> s- something cool like that. I don't know, but uh, the see, like I said, this the season is still very early. It's only a third done. Still a lot of time for for the mighty giant to fall, you know. So, right there, they're currently twelve zero and one. So just just gonna throw that out there. Man. Simon, who's number one overall, is only eight zero and five. So I, I don't I don't know if there's the, but yes, you're 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 correct. There is there is still some time going on. Uh, t- so do you guys have any contingency plans for how to deal with with Jason? Um, I think if we lost Adam for a second. Uh, so Adam, do you guys have any contingency plans for how to deal with the inevitable trash talking that's going to come from Jason every week? Oh, we just uh, <laughs> I don't know. we we just enjoy it on Twitter. It's not. <laughs> not yeah, I'm imagining. I'm imagining there's a whole entire other team. It's like okay, here's here's our community team. Here's our our info team. Um, we've got uh, Adam and Mito doing the tips, and then these are the guys who are devoted to responding. Jason, that's, that's <laughs> <laughs> no. It's all gifts ready. We're gonna get this out. It, it's all fun and banter, though. It's like. Just the gift wars and just all the trash talking we have. It, it just it's just a blast. It's a lot of fun. So, and it's all you know, no hard feelings um, except for when I lose and I get really upset. Um, but other than that, it's good. No, I'm just glad everyone's just taking it in uh, in the spirit that it's meant. To be fair. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe next year we can have a uh, a fantasy football twenty four seven head to head league that uh, MLSFI can join and and you all can whip us up. On there as well, so because <laughs> I know for me at least once once MLS starts, I kind of check out. Uh, that's what happened in my my personal league this year with my, my buddies at work, because I just kind of disappeared, and they were all like, "Hey, aren't you trying anymore?" And I'm like, uh, "I kind of got this other side gig that I work on." So <laughs> sorry, sorry guys, but I'm gonna go ahead and congratulate you guys on your win for round 14 because you're playing my buddy Steve, uh, who is our taco over here, and um, <laughs> uh, so you got that one in the bag. So no no worries there. There's if like you needed a gimme round, but I don't yeah. know. He is um, he is a Liverpool fan, so maybe maybe you can have your wife convince you to go easy on him this this <laughs> next round. Strange things have happened. You don't know. <laughs> That's right. Maybe he's gonna, gonna pull a Lester on us and come back and, and win it all. Um, but no, no. He and I are the only ones who haven't cracked a thousand points yet. So it looks like Steve hasn't made a transfer since like round nine. 
Uh, he's he's in a rough spot. He's in a rough spot. Uh, but he's been out on a um, little vacation with his family and and some uh, wedding anniversaries for the past couple of weeks. So a few examples there. But he he's a busy guy. I'm trying to get him more into it. Thank God for our taco. That's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> I guess Travis and I both think that because Travis and I are both having a rough year. Yeah, I was gonna say at least at least I know you know that Travis, you, and uh, Steve are gonna be bottom of the table. So there's no. <laughs> So for us, there's no, there's no, you know, hey, we'll be okay, we'll be safe. Thank goodness, there's no relegation. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually wanted to, to speaking about stuff like this, um, on Twitter, there's the, the MLS show. They have a pretty cool um, fantasy system that they're doing online. You just pick three teams, and then your projected goal score, uh, goal scores or defenders from the team. So it's three teams, three players from each team and then your predicted outcome, and then they keep, it's actually like they keep everything online on this, it's, it's all kept uh, on some system that they have, and they have the MLS, the USL, and I, want, I think they have another league, like the, like the NASL, and you get promoted and relegated uh, every, every year, so uh, it's, it's pretty cool, I've been doing it, so if you guys have any information, go hit them up um, on Twitter, at, uh, uh, I think it's at the MLS show or at MLS show, something like that, but check it out. It's pretty cool. That's fun. But before we wrap up, we had one question come in from you, Adam, from someone over at Reddit, and they were just wondering how much you guys over at 24-7 factor in home and away when selecting your players. Um, probably refer you back to my pre previous answer on that. We don't factor much in, to be honest. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, from, from a personal point of view, I mean, I do actually do research on my own team. Um, so yeah, personally, I would favour home teams in MLS more so than even in F FPL. Mm -hmm. Just seems to work out that the home teams do better in the MLS. So yes, slightly, I guess, would be the answer to that. So, uh, so does that mean in general, Adam, are, would you be a form over fixture guy or, or just whatever the numbers say? I actually write the fixtures article over at FS247. Mm -hmm. um, so I've always kind of favoured fixtures, but I'm kind of leaning towards more form in FPL, but in MLS, it just seems to be a fixture in terms of the big name. Uh, Via was a big example of that last week, really. Um, ends up captaining him just because he's David Fear and he's playing at home. I wish he could have been a better example on that a couple of weeks ago. That would have made my <laughs> weekend a much more pleasant experience. Uh, yeah, I guess you just don't really see many of those 7-0 games uh, in, in, any, in any system, but they happen. They happen. Well, the, that's all that, that we have for this special edition of the MLS Fantasy Insider. Uh, so, Adam, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate you guys being involved with uh, with us, with our game, with the exposure to MLS that you're giving through your website. And uh, as we always do during our wrap-up section, we open it up for plugs. So there's anything coming up with any of the projects you guys have going on that you'd just like to plug right now? For, for, for me, I just want to say thanks for, uh, a, for inviting us on to the podcast, um, inviting us into the head to head league. That was quite nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely going to edit these things out, but it's it's kind of funny too. It's, it's, it's pretty good. Every like It's like every like three minutes on the dot. And we, we lost you, so you can go ahead and do that again. Sorry, mate. Just... 
Yeah, I just want to thank you guys for inviting us onto the podcast. Uh, obviously, inviting us into the Head-to-Head League. That was quite an honour to, to have uh, been invited in the first place. Um, just want to thank you guys for doing everything you do every week. I know it gets taken for granted a lot of the time by people. They expect the podcast to turn up. They expect the articles to turn up. But obviously, from our point of view, we know what goes into that behind the scenes, and we appreciate it. And we just want to thank you for that. And the biggest thanks of all, from our point of view, really, is just a guy, because he does our article for us every week. And oh, yeah, for sure, man. You know, what a consummate professional guy is for us. I don't have to pester the guy for an article. He pesters me, saying, this is where my <laughs> articles come in. Um, and when it arrives, it doesn't need any editing. It's it's always perfect. So thank you, Guy. Um, don't think it's not appreciated. No, no, you're very welcome. I, I would have to... Um, I wouldn't say he's a, a professional. Uh, that's... <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. And for me, you know, uh, thanks to everyone that's involved in, um, you know, the MLSFantasyBoss.com, reading our articles, sharing our articles, um, being in the chat room. You guys don't know about that. It's a great community where all the articles that myself, uh, Reed, Travis, Guy, Andrew, uh, we have, you know, everyone that's on the show uh, pretty much writes for it. Great articles, and there's a chat room on there that, from any given time, we have you know 20 to you know over 100 people in there discussing plans, advice, formations, setups. Um, so go check it out. Uh, fun community to be a part of. I believe you can catch Adam in there sometimes as well. <laughs> I post occasionally. <laughs> Anything from you, guy? Uh, nope. Uh, they've talked about my article enough times. I think uh, people know they can go read it over at their site. So good stuff. <laughs> Good time. So I will, I will of course, add, uh, be sure to check out everything at MLS Fantasy Boss. Of course, not a lot going on this week, so if you're looking for a fantasy fix, head on over to Fantasy Football 24-7 and check out what they have being posted for the Euro 2016 Fantasy Football. For everyone who's gotten involved with that, uh, they've got some good coverage right there. Also, over on on Reddit, over at r slash fantasy pl, r slash fantasy premier league, they have a lot of stuff being covered for uh, the Fantasy Euro 2016 as well. So if you want that, there's that as well to feed your fantasy need. And of course, what would one of our podcasts be without some kind of plug for Patreon? Over at www.patreon.com slash MLSFI. If you enjoy listening to the show and you would like to contribute, we would be uh, just so happy if you uh, go there and care to make a donation. If not, as I always say, I will still love you, but Jason will probably not. Nope. I won't love you unless you give me money. Well, give us money because it doesn't go to me. It goes to us. <laughs> it doesn't. It does not go to any of us. It goes right back into the show to help us pay the fees that we have for hosting and to help us get the swag that we've ordered with stickers and soon-to-be pint glasses as yeah, well. When is that coming out? We, we talk about that every single week. When, I've ordered the stickers. Coming? The pint glasses take a little bit more time. That That's a bit more research to do. But the stickers have been ordered, and when they come, I'll let you know. Perfect. Thank you. You're welcome. So, uh, again, Adam, thank you so much for joining us. And everyone, be sure to check out Fantasy Football 24-7. And with that, I guess there's no reason to say good luck, but enjoy Copa America. Thanks.